don't think so. I didn't play the... such a time as this I was born into the kingdom for such a time as this I was born into the kingdom for such a time as this for such a time for such a time as this And welcome to the program. We're uh, welcome to QA with Joe Ray. Where I got Joe Ray on the phone right now. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty, but that's just the way it is. The way it goes with a live program here. So uh, please stand by. And by the way, if you do want to ask a question, uh, you can get a hold of us at six four six seven two one nine eight eight seven. So Joe Ray is trying to connect right now. And uh, again, it's just welcome to live radio. As things. Uh, I can hear you, Joe Ray, on the phone, but uh, they can't hear you, so hang on. Oh, no. Okay, I got you on speaker, right. so maybe we can kind of do something. I'm trying to figure out the microphone on the computer, then. The microphone on the headset does not want to cooperate today with us, so you can relay that. If then you want to, let's see here. Okay. okay now I do have you. I do okay, have your speakerphone, can... and uh, so you are broadcasting at least over the phone right now, Joe Ray. I'm over the phone, but I'm still not on your... Okay, we're broadcasting over uh, the air right now. Okay, but can you hear me on your over the on the other part? No, I can't hear you. On Testing one, two, three. All righty, let's find microphone. Again, microphone. folks, this is live radio, so <laughs> technical difficulty, and uh, that's just kind of the way it goes. So please stand by. Starting microphone setup. Okay, give me a test, Joe Ray. Read the following sentence. In your doctor's computer, he preferred to type it and he preferred it to you. Then in paper. Um, sure. I'm set up. The microphone might be set up. Okay. <laughs> can, you hear, can you hear me now? Okay, give me a test. Just saying anything. Okay, now uh, I... Hello, Inter, hold on, hold on, internal microphone, let's try that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are there. It's Joe Ray Perkins, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We'll just go up to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're going to go back over live on Facebook in a minute. And, uh, you know, that's the joy of uh, of the 21st century. Technical issues. All right. And you just missed your, your live cheerful intro. Ah, summer. Well, that's life in the city. And ignore the noise in the background. We're just doing a little bit of rearranging. We got to plug in all the equipment here. So I've been out running around, Robin. 
Yeah, so today in downtown Albany was uh, trick-or-treat, and so the little kids were downtown in their costumes begging food and candy, begging for candy from the merchants. Actually, it was a lot of fun down there. Some great costumes. Um, and uh, I decided that I was going to be down there as Lady, Lady Patriot. And I uh, parked right in front of a store, a business uh, friends of mine had, a shoe repair shop. I had a feeling they were going to be closing sometime in the near future, and they did. So I just parked out there, and I just stood there on a step stool. With, I had an appeal to heaven flag on my front and the U.S. flag on my back. And, uh, all right, we're going to delete that. I went live for two seconds. That was good. All right, live. We're going to do this again on the air, on the radio also. So I'm going to do this simultaneously on Facebook. And you want to start your, you want to start your intro over again? Let's, let's uh, start the intro over again. And you can restart the uh, Q&A thing. And there we go. You ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm almost ready to go live, which you won't, I, my Facebook won't pick it up. Okay. So three. Well, now, now we're off the telephone, right? We're off the telephone. All right, perfect. Good, so good thing about the internet, we can enter the, ed, edit this out and re-upload it. So. All right, good deal. Okay, so in three, two, one. such a time as this I was born into the kingdom for such a time as this I was born into the kingdom for such a time as this for such a time for such a time as this And it's live right. with QA with Joe Ray Perkins, who is simulcasting right now on Facebook. And you can reach her through this channel through by dialing 646-721-9887 or krbnradio.net. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Give that number one more time because I'm going to repeat it. 646-721-9887. So if you call that number, uh, Carol, you can call that number, and you can call that number. Uh, call in and you can talk to me live while I am broadcasting live from my office-slash-workshop at home. And you can also listen on that number. If you decide you want to talk, just press 1. It'll come up on my board, and we'll say hello. And, yeah, press 1. So it says, to in call, it says up there. So Anne has a question for me here. She says, yes. who's your favorite Democrat, Oregon voter? Anne, would that be you? I think that's Anne Clinkenberg Melindy. Okay. <laughs> She was one of my one of my biggest fans down in uh, or up in Salem. Okay, I'm all yours. All right. 
So, Joe Ray, you've been out uh, uh, spreading Trump signs all over the place and trick-or-treating at the same time, I guess. I have been. So, uh, as I was saying earlier, while we were going through all these technical difficulties, I was in downtown Albany for the annual kids' trick-or-treat. And I woke up this morning about an hour later than I planned to, but then I needed to sleep in. I'm burning the candle at both ends, but that's the norm for me. So I woke up and thought, hmm, I've got all these Trump bumper stickers, window stickers that I just got. I think I got 100 of them on Tuesday, and I need to get them out. So trick-or-treaters going on downtown, I grabbed my and appealed to heaven flag. I grabbed a U.S. flag. Um, and I respected the U.S. flag the whole way through. I kept it folded as a triangle. And I went downtown, parked in front of a uh, business that had closed. Actually, some friends of mine owned it. I didn't realize they closed their shoe repair shop because I don't work in Albany anymore. So I don't know what's going on downtown. Anyway, other than the trick-or-treaters. So I grabbed a step stool that I had, and I stood there with my no phone number on your Facebook page. Okay. So I just stood there. Uh, and held the signs. So, um, alrighty, phone number. What's that number one more time? Okay. Let's see if I can put on the. Uh, um, anyway, 646 721 9887. Okay. There we go. Okay. So I uh, uh, just stood there with the, the Trump pants bumper stickers, and I didn't say anything. I just stood there. And I would move around. I was thinking about doing a mannequin thing and just kind of act like I was, you know, a mannequin up there. And people walk by, can I have one? Can I have one? Can I have one? I think I had about 75 with me when I started. And uh, then the city uh, downtown association person came by and she goes, well, what are you doing? And what business are you with? And I said, uh, well, I actually came here to, to see Larry. And uh, I'm just standing here. She goes, well, we're trying to keep this from being political and religious. And I said, you know what? I'm just standing here holding the signs, the stickers. And if people want them, I give them to them. And I'm not engaging in any dialogue or conversation with people. She goes, okay. She walks off. About that time, she no sooner walks away, and at least five people came up to me, can I have a sticker? <laughs> so it, <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. So then I, and I gave away one Trump uh, yard sign. I had uh, 11 signs with me. I moved my car to another spot, sat up on a set up on a very busy street, and the other 10 signs are gone. Wow. Just stood there with the Trump signs. I got I got to, I think two people waved to me with that special wave. Um, I got lots of horn honkings. I got lots of thumbs up. So very very excited and very energized. Here in the Mid Willamette Valley. That that is so awesome. And I still think that uh, some people say that, although some people are afraid to say they're for Trump because of all the rigmarole going on, that they're in the voting booth, they're going to be voting for Trump. Yes, and so and I'm going to repeat because people watching live they can't they can't hear, which would be awesome. If you guys will. Uh, uh, Dial that phone number, the 646-721-9887. You can also listen into what I'm saying live stream. So uh, what Robin had just said is that a lot of people uh, may be voting for Trump. They're not being polled to start off with. Um, and it depends on how they're doing the polling. In the past, telephone numbers, as those of us that are older, uh, pre-millennial age, 
all of our phone numbers were published unless we said don't publish them in a, in a local phone directory. So it was very easy to get phone numbers for voters. It was a very, very easy thing to do. And they were also published at the county elections office because when we filled out our voter cards, registration cards, we put our phone numbers on there. Well, times have changed. Robin, as you know, a lot of people, we've gone over to um, cell phones and there's not a cell phone directory. So we don't get the polling calls that we used to get. So I think that that also changes the polling methodologies quite a bit because unless the voters' phone numbers are published by the county elections or the state um, secretary state's office, then they're not seeing the phone numbers to call. So I question the validity of their survey sample poll of people. And there's a lot of people that are, they're, they are Trump supporters. So I want to, sh I, I have to share with you last night. Um, my son was in Corvallis. I don't remember the name of the business. Um, they're at a, at a, uh, a tavern or a bar in downtown, Cor somewhere in Corvallis, Oregon. And it was a costume party. So they decided they would go. And the DJ starts playing a song. Oh, I'm saying it too fast. Carol, it's now on the page, 646-721-9887. So the DJ starts playing this song about Donald Trump. And it said, and it wasn't fabulous, Trump, you can figure out what that word really was. And the people in the bar start getting upset about what the song was. And they're going up to do the DJ and they're going, really? You're actually playing that rap song in here? So the crowd starts chanting and it wasn't fire Hillary. It was another word that may have begun with that one letter. And they started chanting that. The whole crowd. And then they start going Trump, 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 Trump. Now, mind you guys, that aren't familiar with Corvallis, Oregon, it's a college town. That's where Oregon State University is. And school's in session, and it's a Friday night, and where do you think those college kids are at? They're out hitting the bars in the tavern. So, anyway, there was a guy who showed up, and he had a Trump mask. It was just the paper cut out, and he put it over his face. So now they're doing the costume contest. Nobody would vote for anybody else, you know, and it's done by cheering. When they got to the guy wearing the Trump face, the crowd goes crazy and he wins. Now, is this phenomenal? This is, you see, these are the silent voters that they don't know about. They think that the millennials, and, and I don't know, I don't know what the next group is after the millennials. Is that all part of it down to the 18-year-olds? Hi, Courtney. Uh, they think that um, that the young adults are not interested in Donald J. Trump. So it's it's pretty interesting um, to see that and to know that there's going to be a <laughs> there's going to be a phenomenal red wave going across. Um, I've got a question here, Robin. I don't yeah. know if you are on my on my Facebook page too. Uh, okay, so Todd Reed says, why would a person vote for crooked lion murdery Hillary? 
I also personally could never vote for a rape enabler. So Todd, that is uh, a great comment. Why would a person vote for somebody that's crooked and lying? Here's the simple answer. I believe that we are not fighting so much against flesh and blood as we are against powers and principalities of those things that we cannot see, but we know they're out there. And so their eyes and their hearts are blinded to the truth. And I was talking to my friend uh, um, uh, Dale earlier today, and I said, the enemy of my nation is the enemy of my soul. And so when we look at this stuff and we start scratching our heads, we're going, what in the world is going on in America? Why is right wrong and wrong is right? And, and, and it's okay if the Democrats do it. See, if a Democrat had said what Donald Trump said 11 years ago and they were running for office, it would never have come up, not come up at all. But yet it's a reflection of where many people in America are listening to rap music. So what he said was nothing worse than what is in rap music. And I am by no means condoning what was said. It's just a fact that it's okay if the Democrats do it. It's not okay if the Republicans do it. The Republicans should not be doing this stuff. Nobody should. So people's eyes, I really believe that their eyes and their hearts have been blinded to the truth. They can't see it. And they don't want to see it, perhaps. So... I just want to jump in here, Joe Ray. We got uh, one person that has phoned in at six four six seven two one nine eight eight seven, and let them know that if they wish to uh, also talk to you, just press one, and I'll bring them online. Okay. So you guys can dial if you want to call in at area code six four six seven two one nine eight eight seven. That's six four six seven two one nine eight eight seven. And then press one, uh, Robin will put you in and you can ask me a question live. Um, Deborah Sue, oh Deborah, I hope I say your last name right. Venetucci, uh, T-U-C-C-I, anyway. Uh, she said that there's a, a website to do petitions to free Dwight and Stephen Hammond. And that is on my Facebook page right now on the live feed. So you guys can go there at petitions.whitehouse.gov uh, backslash petition backslash free hyphen Dwight hyphen and hyphen Stephen hyphen Hammond. And it's out there. And, you know, that's the other big story of this week. In addition to the other stuff we're going to talk about is the phenomenal decision by the jury. Okay, Joe, I'm going to jump in. You have a phone call. Okay. Caller, Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Excellent. Who's calling? This is Carol. I have a question. Hi, Carol. On Governor Brown, I don't really think she's our governor because she wasn't voted in. I mean, on Governor Brown... She doesn't say anything about that refugee who raped the elderly lady at St. Vincent Hospital. And he's up oh, on a that, lot of charges. Was that Oregon? That was here in Oregon. Oregon. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And nobody has that brought that up. I, that has been all that, about 
two months ago, maybe three. I have to look at it. I have the piece of paper. Was that um, was that a refugee or a? Yes, he was uh, a refugee. Okay. Um, let's see here in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Updated. Um, okay, let me change. Everybody's I, keeping I, quiet I, about it. I don't know an Ethiopian refugee, ninety-four year old. Wow, I did not know that. Yep, oh everybody. It only showed up on the news once. It was in the newspaper at the very end, at the corner, <clears throat> and they haven't never brought it up since. You know, Donald Trump has been talking about her. He's brought this woman up many times on his um, when he's been out at his rallies and I, I didn't I had no idea that it was Oregon he did sure it say. is how about the drug card that happened what was it six months ago to and they were all shooting at each other here in Oregon I can't remember where it was at people died illegal marijuana plant, uh, plants huh so everything so the question is everything that's happening here in Oregon nobody's bringing up any of this stuff not even the news. I have called Channel 12, Channel 8, 2, and 6, and ask them why don't they do it. So for those that are watching live, Carol's on the phone uh, calling into the radio program, and so what she's wondering about is why why hasn't Kate Brown addressed and the news addressed what has happened here in Oregon? And so Donald Trump had brought this up, has brought it up multiple times on his at his rallies about um, uh, refugees coming to this uh, this country, and they are uh, doing heinous acts because they're they're how vetted are they? We don't know. And so this was something that happened uh, with the 94 year old woman, uh, and she was raped. So this is no, coming up, and and we're also seeing these things with uh, illegal people who are who are here illegally. And so the question is, why is the media not bringing this up? And, Carol, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know why it's Keith Brown doesn't bring this stuff up. Okay, but he's facing Pardon? more charges. He's, five more women came forward so, for wow. sexual five abuse. five more women have come forward. Wow. This is wow. The, yeah, and this I've is, seen um, an 87-year-old woman. Yeah, and then there is his last month, 18 sexual assault counts involving two elderly patients. He may face up to 10, 10 more charges of abuse on them. So, and he was well, a refugee that can, came here in Oregon. So we can... So and they're in our hospitals. And they're in our hospitals. So, okay, so it was... Um, Do you need his the name? The article that I'm reading... Um, I'm guessing that, let's see here, because I'm reading an article that I, I, uh, that, that I pulled up, um, illegalaliencrimereport.com, and yeah. uh, Ethiopian immigrant, okay, certified nursing assistant in Portland, and so um, I can't even say his name, McConan, right. anyway, okay. I don't know how so, to. So um, it looks, 
it looks like Coin News did something on it um, as the 87-year-old woman's attorney, Greg Caffrey. Right, he, they only did it Nick one time. Coyne. Yeah, they so only reported it time, and I called back up about because I found the article again in the newspaper, and it was real little mm-hmm. that nobody would ever know, you know you kind of like miss it. And I called them up and well, asked them how come they do it. Well, we do. I just know you just trash Trump, or Trump all the time. Why don't you start getting on it and start bringing it up how Governor Brown has done all this stuff to Oregon. She hasn't done nothing for the kids. Look at the air pollution. Look at the water in the schools. She has done nothing. Well, yeah, so Kate, Kate Brown, uh, for those of you not from Oregon, Kate Brown was our Secretary of State. And when uh, Kitz Hopper, uh, Kitz Hopper, who, who was elected for an unprecedented fourth term, and we've got to change the Oregon Constitution, so it says two terms, period. No, you don't get to take a break and run again to be reelected again. Um, so when he uh, resigned his post from office due to some uh, very questionable ethical uh, behavior, uh, Kate Brown, the Secretary of State, became the uh, the governor, which is how our, our Constitution is set up. So, so there's heinous crimes going on in Oregon. Oregon is one of the biggest sex trafficking states in the country as well. And so she says that, that, that she's mistransparent and she's not. And she has done all these things and she's not. Well, let me tell you what she has done. So she, so she got the motor voter law passed in Oregon. So when you go to the Oregon DMV and you do any changes to your license, you get registered to vote. This includes if you were already registered to vote, they now re-register you to vote, and you're suddenly registered as a non-affiliated voter. During the general election, registered as an NAV doesn't matter. But during the primary, it does. And there, and I can point out, too, and I just heard a third uh, this week, my daughter-in-law gets her ballot in the mail. She wants to vote for me because I was running in the, in the primary on the GOP ticket for the U.S. House in the 4th Congressional District. And I'm not on there. Because when she went to get her new license to change her name after her and my son got married, they re-registered her to vote, and they never noticed the the uh, the notice from the the little postcard that comes in the mail. They don't even remember seeing it. Well, even if somebody saw that and they had already been registered to vote, why would they go and check out the website at OregonVotes.gov? It would make no sense because they would be thinking, "Hey, I'm already registered to vote. I don't need to do anything." And so all these people, we don't know how many people, suddenly did not get their partisan primary ballots. My husband and I went to the courthouse on March 18th to drop in our, our ballots, and I wanted to get an I Voted sticker before we went down to the campaign event for the night. And there was a, a young man in there frustrated because he got an NAV ballot, and the same thing had happened to him. So that's what Kate Brown, Brown has done. There's 250,000 new registered voters in Oregon and we'll see if they are participating in what it's going to do. She has managed to get the cap-and-trade carbon fuel tax passed in Oregon. That's going to cost us 19 cents a gallon. She is pushing for the um, uh, for the uh, if they are listed twice, invalidate the voter when they do. Okay, I'll get back to that. Um, 
if they uh uh oh shoot oh the um the the measure ninety seven she's saying we're short on on money we need more tax money so she's behind measure ninety seven and that's a resounding no and it will cost everybody at least six hundred dollars a year so what the, so they're not listed twice robin so robin is asking if they're listed twice does that invalidate the voter no it just up, updates their registration so they're not listed twice and if they're listed so if you move from one state to another so like let's take let's take courtney rose martin i don't know if she's still on or not but courtney moved from oregon down to california and so if courtney uh registered in oregon in, in california to vote She's supposed to, I, there should be a box that she would check off that, yes, she was previously registered to vote in Oregon. And then that elections office should contact the Oregon elections office to have her removed. Or a voter could contact their, the county that they're moving out of and let them know, hey, I'm moving out of state. I'm moving to California. So just wanted to let you know. The ballots are supposed to bounce back. And, be, and they should be automatically removed. So when you move and you do a forwarding address, that ballot is not supposed to be forwarded. In fact, it's illegal to mail a ballot to somebody. I have a note, too, that, you know, even Governor people. Brown, um, two weeks before Kitzhopper um, was to resign, two weeks before Kitzhopper resigned, she was sitting in the office, over office, and meeting with Pre uh, President Obama. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so Kate Brown, isn't that just a nice little coincidental thing? It's kind of like Bill Clinton. So, what what Carol had just said is that two weeks before Kit Hopper resigned, Kate Brown was in the Oval Office having a face to face with Obama, which in itself is pretty darn interesting. Hi, I'm Governor Brown. Can I come and meet with you? So, uh, rather coincidental, it kind of reminds me of when uh, Bill Clinton just happened to see uh, the Attorney General's uh, jet sitting on the tarmac in Arizona, and he goes up and knocks on the door of the jet, hey, can we have a chit-chat? I mean, who does those things? Really? What a coincidence. I don't think so. So, Kate, so this is the other thing about Kate Brown, and I was just reading an article Oh, boy, where is that article at? I just saw an article just a few minutes ago that somebody had posted um, about uh, Kate Brown and that the um, FBI was trying to get her to stand down with the uh, with our patriots that were over in Malheur County. And that was and that was pretty interesting article that I was reading. Well, in the article, it says that Kate Brown was talking to people. Here we go. This was posted by Janice Dysinger. Um, how involved was Kate Brown and what approval did she give to the feds and the Oregon State Police to use deadly force when LaVoy Senecum was killed? Um, and I haven't read the statement yet, but um, underneath the who planned it, it was... Uh, there was an article in there that was talking about that they were trying to get Kate Brown to step step out of it, but she said that she has that she spoke with um, the highest authority in the in the country. Who do you think that is? Who's the highest authority in this country? We all know George Soros. Obama. George Soros is that what you said, Robin? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Soros' name popped up in this article. 
that was good. Um, you know, and too, so, I'm wondering because Burl's machines here here in Oregon, we have them counting. Are they rigged too? Right. So, so that's what we don't know. All of all of the. Okay, so George Soros funded Kate Brown to the tune of $65,000. He's also funded Hillary's campaign. Could he have called in a favor from Kate Brown? Is it within his past character to do such things? Um, yeah, well, George Soros, um, he radically saved his set free and his eyes and heart opened up. That's what I will say about that so I don't say something else. Um, what I think the they need to do. are supposed to be tested. I think it's what they need yes. to do. Everybody who's running, running to be uh, running, and the Republicans challenge every uh-huh. one of it and have them hand count it. Then hand count every so, one of those ballots. And that so, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? The hand counting. Okay, so so here's the difference with Oregon's machines versus Texas. In Texas and in other states, they go to the they go to the polls like we used to, but their machines are actually electronic. So you're voting on a touch screen, and what's happening is they're pushing Donald Trump, and when the printout comes out, it's showing Hillary. What a shocker! But that's not what they voted. Yeah, I know. So it's Florida and uh, Indiana, I think, is that, doing it too. Yeah, and so we do know that that. One of Soros' companies owns the software that runs the Oregon machines. What we don't know, because we have paper ballots, and those are all run through like a Scantron machine, we don't know if that software has been monkeyed with. They are supposed to pre-test them to make sure that they're all working properly. So they do test runs on those. One of my friends called me up last week when he was asking me, and I asked her to please contact uh, Lynn County Elections Office, which is Steve Druckenmiller, and ask him if the machines have been tested to make sure that they are working properly. And they can do random testing throughout the ballot counting cycle. Um, they can run 10, can count them, make sure that, yes, um, we've got nine for Donald Trump and one for Hillary. And they can, and they can do that um, randomly throughout the as they, as they run those, they can just run them, do a pause, you know, run the totals and and count just to make sure. I don't know if he does that or not. Uh, I do know that Steve Druckenmiller in, here in Lynn County is um, he's 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 an up and up guy. He's really really particular about his office being run ethically and cleanly. And, and when people challenge him about um, voter fraud, he gets really, really upset. He takes Never know what's going to happen. Now, let's comp- huh? I says, when you Did live in Portland, Multnomah County, you don't know what's going to happen. That's, yeah, that's the thing, and that's why we have people like Carol Dysinger, who is on, um, who's with True the Vote, uh, really watching to make sure that, that Multnomah County and the other liberal-leaning counties um, are on the up and up. So, well, uh, I don't know what I'm doing work. with mine before, because I haven't. I'd be working on mine. Is, it, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm taking it. I'm um, copying it. 
and I'm going to send it to every person uh-huh. who I voted for. Okay. That's what I'm going to do with my so, ballot. So in now Oregon, there's um, I. I don't think I have this reversed. I believe it is 22 states that it is illegal to make a photocopy of your ballot. 14 states it's 14. in Oregon, it is legal. Okay, 14 states. Yeah. Because um, I know in the primary, that. I posted a picture of my ballot, and uh, people were, you can't do that. Yes, I can. It's legal in Oregon to, to do that. It's my ballot. And if I wanna, it's legal in Oregon, if I Washington, wanna, and I think it's legal in California. I'm not sure. Don't yeah. quote me on that yeah, one. It's illegal. That I, yeah, it's, it's illegal I do know that every ballot, I'm going to make copies, and I will send it to everybody who I voted for to let them know I voted for them. And I put the word out. Who cares if you break the law if there's 14 states that won't allow it? You have every right to yeah. do that. That's your vote. Well, yeah, you, you should do. let who you're voting for. And we wouldn't have this rigged system. And so what we need to do, and that's so, and I'm going to repeat some of the stuff because we've got the people that are watching live on the on the on my live feed. On the, okay, on that's Facebook. fine. I'm going to so, let you go. You have a good. Okay. And cool. I'll keep. Thank you so much. You come up with something else. Yeah. Post more. Okay. So what? What? Uh, what? The conversation has been here, guys. I'm I'm on the radio live. I'm on live. On the on the KRBN News Talk, and if you want to listen live, you can dial six four six seven two one nine eight eight seven six four six seven two one nine eight eight seven, and you can listen in live. Uh, and if you want to ask a question live, you can uh, press one, and Robin will bring you on to ask questions, and you can interact all that you want. So if the I can concern put the thing out there is that. Uh, when you're done with the call, you can stay on the line and listen. I'll just put you on in so you can just monitor. Okay. And so, yeah, so Robin will, then you can just listen on when you're done with your question. So so here's, here's the concerns that have been coming up is about the voter fraud and how sure are we that that the ballots in Oregon, we have paper ballots, are being um, properly counted so that the software has not been monkeyed with. And we have to rely on the county. Oh, the volume went off. Weird. Uh, I I don't know, Bonnie. Um, He says, like, the volume went off. Um, We don't know what happens in some of the counties. We, we, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. We know that there's fraud. I, I believe that the fraud is more rampant than in other states, but I do know that it's pretty darn questionable in Multnomah County. In, so, uh, in my Facebook page, I actually have a, an article taken from one of the programmers that programs in the machines in Texas, and he pointed out that uh, even though it's touchscreen, that they have a secret area that they touch, and it's the only way to figure out where or even if it, the machine has been tampered with, is by looking at the source code. Oh, wow. Okay, so check the source code. But but you can't do that as a voter. You can only do that as a... Uh, um, as a programmer. As a programmer. Right. So, okay, so I'm going to see... Bonnie asked a question here, and I don't know if Bonnie can hear me or not. Bonnie is the volume... Up here on the on the Facebook, I don't know. 
I, I don't know that answer. Okay. What well, else they can, we got? Well, listen live right now on, on uh, krbnradio.net. Taking. Yeah. Okay. In live krbnradio.net. There we go. Okay. You can watch me, and you can listen in on the <laughs> on the internet. Okay, it's kind of weird because I've got my laptop over here and my and my cell phone in front of me, so it's kind of kind of weird. And you can see behind me. I don't know, Robin. Are you on the Facebook? You can see behind me my some of my jewelry stuff that's that's hiding behind there. I was trying to trying to get uh, situated where you can see a picture that I have up over my head of the White House of the Capitol building. There it is. That was uh, something that, that was hand-painted. I saw it at my church at a conference a year and a half ago, and I went, wow, that's a really cool picture. And and uh, so it's the uh, Capitol building reflecting off of the pond. And uh, so I told him I was running for office, and he blessed me with that, with that picture. So that's pretty cool. Pretty nifty. I would, I, I would love to spend more time in my office here at home, but I sit out in the living room and play with my jewelry out there. But I love my office. It's got uh, Ameri- it's got eagles all over it and American flags and part of my library and my desk. So we have other news going on. What else we got going on out there? We got the uh, we got the Bundys. Okay. We got the Bundys, yes. So, <laughs> okay, so this was so exciting. I got a phone call on uh, Thursday. It was right after 5 o'clock, and one of my friends, Kathleen, calls me up and just shouting that they were found not guilty, not guilty. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. Cause at, at work, I get so busy. And I, and I do listen to, um, I ha- usually have uh, Rush Limbaugh on in the morning, playing in the background. And then, then Lars comes on after that. And other than that, I don't have time to, excuse me, I need to go get my cup of coffee. I don't have time really to pay attention to, um, to what's going on out, out in the world. Uh, and, and I hadn't seen anything pop up my Facebook. Well, pop, things will pop up on my Facebook on my computer screen at work, and I just didn't see anything. So, oh my gosh, as soon as she told me I was on Facebook instantly and uh, tuning into John Lamb and looking for Kelly Stewart because they've been doing live feed. And my prayer had been so many times that, Lord, just let the eyes of the jurors to see the truth, let their ears hear the truth, let their hearts feel the truth of really what was going on out there. And uh, the fact that they replaced the juror, number 11, with number 18 Thursday morning. Or Wednesday afternoon, they dismissed juror 11, who was retired, worked for the BLM. I need to take a commercial break. Honey, would you grab that cup of coffee for me, please? Thank you. Okay, commercial's over. Um, <laughs> and we'd like to thank our sponsors. Um, on my work table. He's looking, looking where's your coffee at? Um, I have my bottle of water, but I want coffee. Anyway, um, Juror 11 and was a retired worker for the BLM. And this was known before he was picked as a juror because when they're going through the jury poll and they're being asked, it, he disclosed it. 
But then the first day of deliberation, he stated that he was biased. Well, they didn't know which direction he was biased towards. Thank you, honey. And so uh, juror number four is the one who wrote a letter to the to the newspaper, to the Oregonian, explaining what had happened after the trial was over. And so he said, we were looking, he says, I was waiting to give him an opportunity to explain more of his bias. He, you know, didn't want to jump to a conclusion. And he said by the fourth day, it was very obvious, and, or by the third day. And so he wrote a note to to the uh, to the clerk, and so they dismissed the juror because it was obvious. Juror 18 is from Central Oregon, and she took, according to John Lamb, very good notes. Well, he saw her doing a lot of writing, so he presumed that she was really taking notes. But she also wanted to be able to watch the deliberations from another room. But they said no, because if she got called in, that they didn't want her to be tainted in any way. And that was the person that was called up, excuse me, was juror number 18 to uh, take his place. And so the fact that they came to a decision that same day blew me away. That was so surprising to me. I expected them to, to at least go through Friday before they did. And uh, I, I, I cannot imagine, Robin, being locked up. And David Fry, I believe, was locked up in solitary confinement from February until this uh, Thursday. And uh, to be let's go to be set free well one other thing joe ray is that from what i understand that he represented himself which i guess is going to make a few more people very upset on the federal side okay that was that was ryan bundy ryan bundy represented himself so david fry did not so ryan bundy was his own attorney and then uh i believe it was ammon bundy's attorney uh marcus Mumford, who kind of helped out a little bit when needed, or there was a standby attorney appointed. So, yeah, so that really upset them. And But this is the interesting thing with this whole trial. Not, I mean, the fact that they were even charged as insanity. But judge, federal judge, Anna Brown, she would not allow them to read from the Constitution, even when Ammon's attorney asked him to um, read something out of the Constitution. She immediately shut it down. Now, I want you to think about this. This is a federal judge in a federal court and tells a defendant who is up against the federal government that he cannot read as part of his defense out of the United States of America Constitution, and it is that Constitution which gives the authority to the federal government. And Judge Anna Brown took an oath of office as a judge to defend and uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. How is this even possible in this country that that can happen? That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever that a sitting judge would say, you cannot open up or read from that constitution in my courtroom. She needs to be disbarred. She needs to be removed from her judgeship at the very least. That is 
blows me away. Absolutely blows me away. So they're set free, sort of. Five of the seven were released. When uh, Marcus Mumford asked for the immediate release of uh, Ammon Bundy and Ryan Bundy, Judge Brown said, no, there's a hold on them because they're also accused in Nevada for Bunkerville at their father's ranch. And Mumford wanted to see the papers. Um, I do not know if he's been argumentative or not. I've read different accounts of it. Uh, next thing he knows, he's being tackled to the ground by several federal marshals, tasered multiple times. And all he was saying is, show me the paperwork. So he can make sure that it's in order. He wants his client released. He wants Ryan Bundy released. They've been held prisoners, political prisoners. And so now uh, Ammon and Ryan, if they haven't already left, they will be headed down to Nevada. And Mumford has been charged with resisting arrest, which is crazy. And he has to appear in federal court in January. Absolutely crazy. But we are so thrilled that that these men and women were not found were found not guilty um, of conspiracy to prevent federal workers from doing their job, and they also did not find uh, Ryan Bundy guilty of theft. They were trying to charge him with theft of federal property, and they, they found them all not guilty on all counts. And to win against the federal government is phenomenal. Absolutely. It's, it's almost unprecedented. It is so amazing to see. So now we have more battles ahead. We're not done. We have um, the voice income, his murder, his assassination, it needs to be dealt with. And what culpability did Governor Kate Brown have in that? I believe that his blood is on her hands. Um, it was... Uh, in this video, Oops. evidence will be presented showing that the murder okay. of LaVoy Finnecum by the FBI... Hold on a second. something here. Um, I have not seen this video. His uh, forensic proof has been, his assassination forensic proof has been released. I have not seen it yet. It was just sent to me today. It's almost an hour long, so I will watch that later on, and I will repost it on my page. But uh, I know several people, in fact, my insurance agent is a former state police officer, I believe. The state might have been county. But anyway, he said it was set up to assassinate him. And I have heard from, at a meeting that I was at, a... Um, retired state police officer, former military, said it was a kill zone. It was, uh, I look forward to justice being served for him. So this is indicative of where we're at in this country, where our federal government has become so bloated and so huge that they feel that they are above the law, that they can do anything that they want to do. So um, it's, it's 
it's pretty sad. We have a call from Mary Code. Okay, bring them in. Let's see what they have to say. Okay, caller, you are on live with Joe Ray. Hello. Hello, this is Joe Ray. How are you guys? Hey, Hi, how are who's you? this? Uh, Joey. My name is Joey. Hey, Joey. Can you guys hear me all right? Sorry about that. I can hear you fine. Yeah, I just want to uh, yeah, ask ahead. a question to this uh, discussion. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to know. Okay. Um, Did we lose him? Yeah, I think we lost him. Joey, if you want to try, call back in again, we'll put you right through. Call back, Joey. Call back. Comment it on. So, um, see what this is. Okay, something else. Uh, On a different topic, we do have the thing with the FBI. The good old FBI. So, uh, yeah, what a nice little surprise. Uh, personally, I believe that that Comey is maybe trying to cover his assets a little bit, He's trying to cover his backside. Um, with putting that out there, the, I watched the video that you sent me earlier with Trey Gowdy, um, asking Comey those questions, which was amazing that Comey two days prior had come out with, well, we just don't see any reason that she should be charged with anything. First of all, it should have gone to a federal grand jury. That's the first thing, for them to make the decision based on the evidence. But to listen to Trey Gowdy say, ask all those questions that, and say, well, Hillary Clinton said this. Is this true? No. She lied under oath to Congress. That's against the law. You're under oath. And she lied. And so how can these people vote for her? They they don't they don't get it. They um they don't understand. I'm not I'm trying to figure out what it is that they don't understand. Um uh, I haven't even heard well, let's see, what's one of her plans? Open borders. Without borders, you don't have a country. And she's part of the globalism that's out there. Those people who want to have um, no borders. And on one hand, it may sound pretty cool. Hey, I can I can travel anywhere that I want to travel in the world. And I don't have to prove my identity and, and who I am. I can just go. If I want to go to France and I can afford to go to France, I can go to France. I don't have to get a passport and I don't have to to get um, a, a visa for visiting. I can just go, um, you know, in a, uh, in a perfect world, that would be the case. But the problem is, is that we've got people out there who want to do harm. There's evil people in this world. So she wants open borders, um, at least the North American Union, at the very least, is what she wants, which is Mexico, the United States, and Canada. So what is that going to do for us? How is that going to help American workers? We've got, we have veterans that have signed away their lives for, to fight for the cause of freedom, and they're out there and they're homeless. 
you know, 22 veterans a day committing suicide. They can't get the help that they need. We have young men and women that are that that have gone into Afghanistan and into Iraq, and when they get out, they're being told, "Oh, you're probably suffering from PTSD," and they're giving them medication that they don't really need. They just need to have some counseling and talk through this issue. They need to have jobs. Imagine, Robin, and Robin, you know what it's like to be unemployed, where you had a job, you went to work, you knew what you were doing, you got up, you went to work, right? Absolutely. And then all of a sudden you don't have a job. And I imagine that you probably were, okay, now what do I do with myself? What am I supposed to do? Imagine, um, we're also a victim of NAFTA, too, at uh, one of the companies I worked for. What was this about NAFTA? Uh, when Sony Disc Manufacturing was in town here, uh, they got closed. Oh, and... yeah. Did they move to Mexico? No, they they shut down. Um, I don't think, no, they didn't move to Mexico, but they shut okay, down. They just so, shut down. Right. So we've got the people that are in the military, and they've been in there two, four, six, eight, ten years in a very solid, um, they know they knew what they were doing, and all of a sudden they get out and there's no jobs for them. And they're, and they're confused. So they're a little bit lost. And um, so we have 22 military people a day, and that includes going back to the Vietnam War. We've got all these homeless people. So let's go ahead and put 503 through. Hi, Hello? caller, you're on the line. Hi. Okay. Hi, Joanne, it's me again. Um, Joe Ray, I'm sorry. Um, to the, yeah, if anybody Carol. wants to change their change their votes, they can change it here in Oregon if they'd like to. So if they voted for Hillary and they decide to change their vote, they can go down and change their votes. Okay, so um, for those of you that are on the Facebook Live, Carol just called in, and she said that you they you. She believes that you can change your vote. So you turn in your ballot and you can change your vote if your vote has. So this is the challenge. Your ballot, if they have not separated your ballot from your secrecy, envelope, from your, your blue envelope that you turn it in, because that, that shows. So what happens is you put your, your, your ballot in the secrecy envelope, and then you put that in the blue envelope, and you sign the back of the blue envelope. When the blue envelope gets to the elections office in the right county, they check your signature. If your signature does not match, then they will set that whole packet aside. They don't, they don't take, the, take the ballot out of the envelope. They set it to the side because there's a question on your signature, and then, then they will count it afterwards, and then they will do the signature verification. So changing your vote once you have submitted your ballot can only be done if they have not separated your secrecy envelope with your ballot enclosed from your blue envelope. That's the only way it can be changed. If you have not turned in your ballot and you go, oh, I voted for Hillary, my gosh, I cannot vote for her, I want to vote for Donald Trump, and you still have your ballot, you can take that to the elections office and they will issue you a new ballot right there. Okay, yeah. I want to mention there to everybody we that we are live with Perkins. Okay. And we are simulcasting on Facebook, so you can give us a call here at 646-721-9887 or go to Facebook and watch her live. Yeah, and I'm just sitting here, sitting in my chair, relaxing. Uh, well, you relax. I've got to so, go clean my house and cook dinner. Oh, would you come down and do mine, too? <laughs> and my, All right, Carol. Hey, I'm old. Remember, I'm older than you. 
Okay. So uh, I you remember take that. care and have a great show that. All right. Well, I'm so older than you. Have a great day. God bless you. you Bye-bye. God bless you, Carol. Bye. No, she's she's great. Um, so uh, changing your changing your vote. Um, there's a reason I don't like early voting, and what has happened with the FBI coming out now about uh, Hillary. Well, about Weiner. Uma, Uma's estranged husband. Um, there's that's a really good reason why to not vote early because these bombshells hit. And I remember, and I, Robin, I don't know if you recall, but something happened here in Oregon several years ago, and a whole bunch of people had already voted, and some bombshell hit, and it was like, oh my gosh, if I had known that, I would have not voted this way. I would have voted the opposite. And it was like this ripple that went through. And I don't, I just, I do not remember what it was, but you can feel it reverberating. I, do you remember what that was at all? I don't, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Oregon legislature because they're always good for a laugh. Well, yeah, they are, but it was, it was something, yeah, I just, I don't know what it was. And there were so many people that wanted to change their vote and they couldn't because it was a done deal. Um, I did ask Steve Druckenmiller a couple years ago, He's our, our Lynn County elections clerk. I said, so somebody sends in their ballot, and then they die. He said their vote counts. So if their ballot is there by 8 p.m. on elections night, and they passed away in between, you know, so let's say that they voted on November 1st and passed away, and election day is the 8th, but they passed away on the 2nd, their vote is valid. So, so basically yeah. you're saying as long as they, they are alive when they cast their vote, it counts. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's, that's how that works. So um, so we'll go back to the FBI thing. So we know that, that, that uh, Trey Gowdy had really given uh, Comey the riot act and really ripped into him over <laughs> – how can you say you're not going to, you don't think there's any smoking gun here, but yet she lied about every single one of these things. And the interesting thing on that, on that video that you sent me, Robin, was that Trey Gowdy asked Comey to go back into his former life as an attorney. And said, how would you have treated this? Would you have treated it under this method? And he said, yes, I would have. So that's really interesting. I wonder if he really did some soul searching with that question. I wonder if it just really bugged him and the fact that a lot of dissatisfaction within the ranks of the FBI um, because they saw what was happening. But I, I wonder if Comey not protecting his backside, but is going, maybe his consciousness really got to him. And when he found um, some questionable things in the, in the computers, um, that they got from, and was it Andrew, is that his first name? Former Representative Weiner and uh, and Hillary's right-hand woman, Uma Abedin. Um, uh, some stuff and went, I, I, I can't ignore this anymore because it's, it's too clear. So I, I will hope that that is really what happened, is that his, his conscience came through and he just went, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong and I cannot cover this up because that's the right thing to do. And, and uh, so I think it's really rocked 
people's things. And <laughs> Hillary's response, well, we, we need to see what's in it. To, we need to see what it says to know what's in it. Sounds like Nancy Pelosi, we need to vote for it first and pass it before we know what's in it. Oh, if you have, uh, if you can put your uh, Bluetooth mic up to the speaker, I can play Hillary's response. Okay. How are we going to do that? Uh, just put it up to the speaker. We'll give it a try. Well, let me turn. Let me see. Am I mute here? No. I okay. should be able to hear it. I'll turn my volume up on my computer. Okay. Okay, because if you can hear me, you can hear it. And again, this is all new, folks, so you don't know until you try it. You know what's really weird is that I'm is that I'm on my Bluetooth. I just realized that after all this time, I'm not on the computer microphone. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I just I just realized that. So people on the radio, I mean on the telephone, the live broadcast, they won't hear this. Yeah, they're. That's why I was saying if you put the Bluetooth next to your speaker. I can't because the speaker is in my ear. Okay. Well, never that's, mind. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. So hold on, let me let me switch this over. Okay. <laughs> we if have I, a wired. I can switch back. I think no smart audio. Now oh, that's really weird. Hold on, let me let me try this. Let me see if this is coming out. Okay. Please stand by. Or sit. On the other occupants of the okay, truck. Okay, so that's coming out of there. Okay, so that's coming out of my computer. So. So am I coming out of your computer? No, you are not coming out of my computer. You're coming out of my ear. <laughs> okay, was this was this clip two that, you, that you're talking about? Just heard from uh, Comey or this is why we are calling. Was that clip two that you're talking uh, about? I haven't, I haven't started it yet. Okay, wait, but I, but because I can play it here. Was that clip two? Uh, that would be clip number three, but I don't think I sent you that one because I. No, you didn't. No, you didn't send me clips. Oh, wait, wait. No, you you said that's wrong. The one that you sent me. All right. No, I I don't have the I don't have clip three. Actually, uh, no. Do clip two. Do clip two. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, ran out okay. of space here. Yeah, clip three was. Uh, Hillary talking about uh, how Trump and okay, so let me this over here. Okay, so hopefully you guys can hear this here on the. Uh, heard from uh, Comey or anyone else at the FBI today. And are you concerned at all that these two yes. emails that they said they found will in any way reveal classified information that you, you said okay? were received? No, I, I, we have not been contacted by anyone. Uh, first, we knew about it is, I assume, when you knew about it, when uh, this letter uh, sent to Republican uh, members of the House was released. So we don't know the facts, which is why we are calling on the FBI to release all the information uh, that it has. Uh, even Director Comey noted that this new information may not be significant, so let's get it out. You have 11 days to go. What would you say to a voter who right now will be seeing you and hearing what you're saying, saying, I didn't trust her before, I don't trust her anymore right now, and they're heading to the ballot box tomorrow? 
You know, I think people a long time ago made up their minds about uh, the emails. I think that's factored in to uh, what people think, and uh, now they're choosing a president. So I would urge everybody to get out and vote early in all the states that uh, have early voting, because I think Americans want a president who can lead our country, who can get the economy working for everyone, not just those at the top, and who can bring our country together. I offer that. I can do that. Uh, and I'm very confident that the American people know that. And uh, we're going to continue to discuss what's at stake in this election, because I believe uh, that it's one of the most consequential elections ever. Thanks very much. Secretary Clinton, there are some reports that this that these emails were found on devices that belong to your aide. Uh, Huma Abedin and her uh, husband, Anthony Weiner. have you spoken to Huma? Was she able to give you any information about that? You know, we've heard these rumors. We don't know what to believe, and I'm sure there will be even more rumors. That's why it is incumbent upon the FBI to tell us what they're talking about, Jeff, because right now your guess is as good as mine, and I don't think that's good enough. So we've made it uh, very clear. Uh, that uh, uh, if they're going to be sending uh, this kind of letter uh, that uh, is uh, only going originally to Republican members of the House, that they need to share whatever facts they claim to have with the American people. And that's what I expect to happen. Thank you very much, everybody. Okay. Oh no, Robin, I can't hear you. Hold on. Right. All right, I'm still here. Okay, you're there. Okay. Not bad being the fact that uh, you know this is we're trying new things here, especially simulcasting between uh, between a radio show and uh, Facebook. So we're doing pretty good, and uh, we got several more uh, listeners. So uh, if we could give out the phone number again. Okay, so the phone number, Robin, it is coming to me six four six seven two one nine eight eight seven six four six. 721-9887. You dial that number. You can hear what Robin is saying to me in my left ear. And if you press 1, that puts you into the queue to ask the question live. You may also type the question here on my Facebook page on the live feed, and I'll read that question and answer it. So you've got a couple of, of different options there. So, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Dale Hummel says, Wow. Hi, Dale. Hi, Carol. Um, so Dale says, wow, I'm watching that uh, that little clip there from Hillary. So uh, more lies from Hillary Clinton because you know what? Oh, this is this is our cat key. We have decided she's going to come up and sit on my lap. Um, they did know. She sounds just like Obama. I knew when you knew. I didn't know about that till I hit the news. Baloney. Boldface lies, lies, lies. The Democrat Party knew. Her campaign office knew. The DNC knew. They were not blindsided by this information. And if you listen to what she says on there um, 
about the rumors. Well, these are just rumors. Well, then, okay, if you didn't know about it, then how is it that you know about it? Right? Yeah, like they say, they, they, she, knew what she, she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. So Uma Abedin, her parents, by the way, are connected, and I'm going to double-check this here. Uma, A-B-E, A-B-E, Abedin, uh, parents, Muslim Brotherhood. Does Uma Abedin have ties to the Muslim Brotherhood? Um, so there are suggestions, and I just read this the other day, that... Um, her parents are connected to the Muslim Brotherhood, which is pretty interesting. So, um, it's, uh, let's see here. Her parents became sorry, folks, I'm reading right now. I'm just, I bet she didn't call Trump's talk rumors. No, she didn't call Trump's talk uh, comments rumors at all, Dale. Um, she uh, calls them fact. She calls them fact, and that is just that is just wrong. Um, Abedin's background, including her suspected ties with Saudi Arabia. Um, so, you know, the whole thing is, the whole thing is pretty darn crazy that we have... Um, uh, those who are sympathetic to radical radical Islam embedded within the White House. It is it is just mind boggling to me that that has even happened in this country, but but it has happened. So um, we haven't heard what it, what what was discussed, but there we know that there was enough stuff that was discussed. Um, between various parties within the Clinton campaign of the wrongdoing that was going on. And Dale and I were talking earlier today about WikiLeaks. And her response, you notice she's not denied anything. She just said, well, but that information was gotten illegally. It was hacked, you know, the, the, the computers were hacked into. And as Dale and I was, were talking, I said, you know, there's been espionage forever. Looking good. Are you related to former Judge Perkins in Deschutes County? Not to my knowledge, Chad. Um, so, sorry, I, I read these things as I'm talking. So, espionage has been going on for a long time. In fact, in the Bible, it talks about um, God sending spies into the land to scope it out. So having spies has been around for thousands of years, right? This is electronic spying. This is really not that much different. Is it right? Is it wrong? You tell me. Is it to protect national security? Um, I think it's I think it's interesting because I see what's going on is a form of spying. And was it gotten illegally? Yes, because hacking into somebody's private system is illegal. However, had Hillary Clinton used her .gov, her state .gov 
email that she was supposed to be using that was issued to her, they would have never have been able to get into any of that information. And then to get into the information from her campaign, they didn't use any encrypted system, and there's encrypted systems out there, so why didn't they use encrypted systems? Why are they exposing everything? And then the audio being recorded or being released from her speech um, with Goldman Sachs that, listen, this is what I'm telling the public, but this is what I'm telling you guys, and what I'm telling you guys is the truth. This is the private side, and what I say in private is the real truth. And that was not illegally gotten at all. That was just simply recorded and let out. So there was no illegal there, and she can't claim that that stuff was hacked because the person, somebody recorded it and released it, just like I, this stuff here is recorded and it's, and it's released. It's out there for somebody to do with what they want, right? I have lost Robin. No, I'm still here. She's thinking. I I am still here, I think. <laughs> you think she's here? I think I'm here. Okay. Well, I wonder what happened to Mr. 289. We've lost him completely. That's too bad. I would have liked to have had his yeah. his question. I would, I would text to him, but uh, I would probably accidentally disconnect me from everything. I do have a question, though, about the emails. If it turns out that Hillary is not charged... Would it set a precedence for other people using their own their own servers or emails, and also the people that have been arrested? Would they be, be released? Um, the ones for uh, even a lesser charge. Okay, who who has been arrest, arrested? Well, the uh, was the uh, general or oh the general. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought you were talking about. Right. So. So here's the challenge, is on the military side, they take those things very, very seriously. And I, if Hillary gets elected, the general will not be exonerated. If Donald Trump gets elected, I believe that he will make a case to exonerate the general. And then he's going to go after Hillary. The standard that the military personnel are held to is extremely high. My student worker at OSU was telling me uh, what it was like. He was stationed in Afghanistan. And he said, there is a sign he said it's like a picture on a wall with an iPhone, any screw into the iPhone. And it says if you plug in your phone into these computers, this is what is going to happen to your phone. You cannot even plug your cell phone into your computer to recharge your cell phone because they don't know what you're downloading from, your, from that computer that, that is encrypted. Absolutely against the rules. You do not do that. And uh, it is not good if you do that, because not only will your cell phone be destroyed, uh, but so will you. Isn't Call Me saying that it's just a matter of intent? If you uh, plug in your cell phone and you don't have any intent, but things accidentally get on there, that you're okay? 
not in the military. Military, they they hold they hold their officers and their enlisted to the highest standard that there is. Years ago, when I ran for the mayor here in Albany in 2010, I was surprised that the city council and that the mayor did not have a at albany.net email account. I was shocked. I was blown away. Why are you using personal email to conduct city business? You should all have city email accounts. Because if anybody ever did a Freedom of Information Act for their emails, all of their private emails are released also, are supposed to be turned in also. Unlike what Hillary Clinton did with Waldo, 33,000 were about yoga and our daughter's wedding. So it is incumbent upon our elected officials to follow the highest levels of security possible that is available to them. Not thinking that they are above the law. But unfortunately, so many of them think that they are above the law. And it's not only the elected officials, Robin, it's the bureaucrats that work for the federal government, like the BLM. Yeah, must be some wedding. That's funny. Um, Nephew of George Soros. Did somebody ask that earlier? Was that you or was that somebody else that asked me that? I don't remember. Was that you? That that uh, That's who uh, Chelsea married was the nephew of George Soros. Um, anyway, the bureaucrats that, that are hired, I wonder who they answer to. Who do they really answer to? And who does this supervisor answer to? And who does that supervisor answer to? And who is overseeing these federal agencies, just like the VA? Who's really overseeing that? Is that being overseen by the Pentagon? Is it being... Where does the buck stop? Does that make sense? So they're out there making all these rules without... who, Who has given that authorization to make all these rules? We need to know this stuff. We want to wrap up in about uh, ten five minutes. Sure, we will do that because my voice is going to fade here pretty soon. And uh, maybe ask uh, ask the audience if they would like to see. I'm sorry, I lost you. Oh, that's because uh, I was stupid and turned down the wrong wrong knob on the control board. Oh, okay. <laughs> Silly. Um, and maybe ask your audience if they'd like to see more of these type of uh, conversations uh, Alrighty. in the future. So for those of you, those four hello, that are still out there, and not, not as long as a forum, because this is, this is really long. We're almost an hour and a half, so we're going to cut off at about five more minutes, four more minutes. Does this look like something interesting to you? You can log in to KRBN Radio and listen you can also interact on the Facebook page. Is that anything that you are interested in? Let me know. And we will come up with some topics to uh, to discuss. And, and you, you guys know me. If I know what the topic is, I'm happy to discuss it. But let's talk about, Robin, real quick over this last four minutes or so okay. um, 
about what's going on here in Oregon and why we want to vote for why I'm going to promote um, the Republican ticket down the line. And yes, I'm a registered Republican. And I am not, I've, I've always been vote for the person who most closely meets your values. But there's a lot of people here in Oregon that don't vote and you need to vote. I just talked to a young man today at the store. He goes, well, I still know if I'm going to vote. He goes, my dad's for Trump. He goes, I'm definitely not for Hillary, but I still know if I'm going to vote. And then he said something that I said that, that anyway, this, what he said to me is, what difference does it make? Because under her, Americans have died. And I said, that alone is the reason to vote for Donald Trump right there. That's the reason to vote for Donald Trump. Because she allowed our Americans to get killed in Benghazi. That alone. And I happen to be wearing my, my Trump, my new Trump Pence button, which I was gifted some of these. So there we go. Trump, oh, that's backwards. Trump Pence 2016. I forget that this camera doesn't reverse. Anyway, uh, so I had it on in the store. And then when I walked back by him, he works for, at the store. He said, go Trump. So I, I think he decided he would go ahead and, and vote for Donald Trump. Um, here in Oregon, we've got to vote for, for Bud Pierce. He's a oncologist, doctor that works with cancer. He came from Main Street America. He was not born into a wealthy family. But what he has done and why I think he would make a good governor is he has built a business with 75 employees. He's not only an oncologist, he's a businessman. And he understands that the land belongs to Oregonians, not to the federal government. We have um, Daniel Crow running for attorney general. And uh, Daniel um, has worked for the Defender's Office. And he is from, he's a West Point um, graduate. He uh, knows what it's like to defend people using the right, um, the legal method, not not twisting the truth. Um, he's, uh, boy, how should I say this? Um, anyway, so my my husband was going through the room. He's going for dinner. Okay, so anyway, so Daniel Crow, he's, he's a fair-minded man, and he knows what the job of the Attorney General is. It is not to go after small business owners like um, Aaron and Melissa Klein. And then we have Jeff Goodman, G-U-D-M-A-N, and Jeff is running for um, Oregon's treasurer. So um, I'm looking at Jeff's website, and it says... Um, that, let's see, I'm reading through this. He's talking about, about the kicker. Um, just a second. Sorry, guys. I was just looking for, because there was a statement that I just saw here, and I, and I wanted to, uh, to, uh, to, to get that, but he's got, he's got white papers and everything on his, uh, on his page here, but uh, all righty. Jeff has a saying, and that's what I'm looking for, trusted and proven treasurer for Oregon. And, and uh, I think he's a smart guy. He's got experience. And uh, I think that, that, that he would do a really good job as our treasurer um, is, uh, to make the money count, not count the money. 
is what he says. So um, we need somebody strong like, like that who knows how to make the money count. And that's it's really the people's money. And we have so much waste here in at all levels of government. Let's see here. Dennis Richardson is running up against another person. And the person that Dennis Richardson for um, Secretary of State, the person he is running up against is the person who is the current, um, who worked in the Attorney General's office and who charged Melissa and Aaron Klein with Sweet Cakes by Melissa. And that person is one who wants to be our Secretary of State. Why does that person want to be the SOF? Because he wants to, because if, if, uh, another governor should get disposed of that person, the Secretary of State becomes the governor, and he's hoping that that would happen. We need a person that's got integrity like Dennis Richardson and is our Secretary of State, and he's going to make sure that elections are done the right way here in Oregon. He's going to make sure that businesses are treated properly. Um, they also deal with the, the corporate side of things. Um, his position is comparing him to Trump, so okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really huge. Um, Mark Callahan for U.S. Senate. Uh, Many of you know that I ran against Mark in the primary election in uh, 2012. That was the race with Monica Webby, Jason Conger, and uh, Tim Crawley as well. And uh, uh, I became friends with all of the candidates, and I can walk up to any of them today and and give them a hug and say hello to them. And... uh, uh, I think that they're all fine people. We agreed on probably 90, 90 plus percent of the issues that were out there. But Mark and I became good friends throughout all of this. We went to we went to places that other people would not go to. Mark and I showed up in Portland. We didn't know that I did not know that it was the Portland School District Teachers Union Teachers Retirement Home. I did not know that. And we were the only two that showed up there. And let me tell you, there were 70-plus people, and there were two Republicans in the audience, and we were there talking. Um, went into the lion's den, so to speak. But Mark um, has come a long way, and he has got an absolute heart of gold, and he is a true patriot, and he loves this country. And he carries his constitution with him, and it is it is tattered and worn. And, uh, uh, in fact, somebody mailed a constitution to me to give to him, because you saw his tattered and worn out constitution. So I think Mark would do a great job. We need to get rid of the third senator from New York City. Um, up in Oregon, 5th Congressional District, Colmwell. Great young man. He's worked for Oregon Right to Life. And uh, he's an attorney. He's married. He's got young children. Um, he also has a heart of gold. I don't know the other candidates up north as well. Um, but we need to be, be voting for for all of these folks, they really care about this country. And for those of you that don't like Hillary and you don't like Donald Trump and you're thinking about sitting out, Robin, I'm going to end with this. Don't think about Hillary versus Donald Trump. Think about the direction that you want this country to go in. Do you want this country to become socialist? And I work at Oregon State University we have a lot of international people in our department. I just talked to one of the assistant professors last night. Um, him and his wife are from Italy. They don't like Hillary at all, and they're trying to understand Donald Trump. They cannot vote because they're not citizens. But we talked briefly about people coming to America because we're not a socialist nation. And he agreed that that's part of the reason people come here. They come to this country 
because this is the one country that people want to be in. They want they want to get away from tyranny. They want to get away from socialism. Um, they they love they love the feeling of freedom. I talked with um, a visiting scholar. He's from Iran. He does not want to go back to Iran at all. He loves America. He loves what this country can provide. And um, and I, and I and I hear this all over the place. Why is this one country coming here, or people coming to this one country? Because what this country has represented for years is freedom and the opportunity to provide for your family. So you've got a path. It's two futures that we're looking at today, Robin. We're looking at either going down more bloated government, stealing our land and violating our constitution to point to where our constitution is meaningless, to where we have people who want a global governance where they want the UN to be in charge of everything, where they want to have a rule and a regulation for absolutely everything that we use, that we touch. So when, when people say, well, I don't want to have anything to do with politics, well, politics has everything to do with you because it's bureaucrats that are telling us that, that you, you can't plug an extension cord into an extension cord into your piece of, into your computer you shouldn't do that because it could cause a fire. Ridiculous. I do this at my home all the time, and I suppose it could cause a fire. But I don't need a government person telling me what I can and cannot do. But this is the future that we've got. Or we go the other side to somebody that's a business person and understands the government is a business. It is the largest business that there is and understands that there needs to be an easier path to build a business, to start a business, to hiring people. There needs to be protection for our country from outsiders who want to do, do us in and want to destroy us. And so really, it's a choice of two directions that we want to go in. Do you want to go, do you want to go over here? This is my left hand. Do you want to go over here on the left side where it's more government, more government, more government, the only way they're going to pay for more and more government is more and more of our tax dollars. Or do you want to go over here where it's a smaller government where we get back to being a constitutional republic and doing what the Constitution says and really be able to enjoy our freedoms? Do we want to go over here where we lose our Second Amendment rights, where we lose our freedom of religion, our freedom of speech? Or do we want to go over here where our Second Amendment rights and our First Amendment rights and all the other rights afforded to us are free. Do we want to go over here where a person says absolutely killing a preborn baby even up until the day that it is born is perfectly okay? Or do we want to go over here where somebody says we need to stop this is wrong and we need to turn abortion back to the states where it belongs because that's a state issue, that's not a federal issue. So on one hand we've got the bigger bloated government and on the other hand this one over here on the left, going to a constitutional, excuse me, going to socialism, or do we want to get back to our constitutional republic? I encourage you to vote the Republican ticket. Don't look at the name, but under president, vote for the one that has the R next to their name. Because that is the only choice. Thank you, Richard Sloop. That is the only choice, and that is the right choice that I believe that we need to make for America. All right. 
That's been an hour and 38 minutes, everybody, and my voice is toast. Um, please continue to pray for the candidates that are out there. Um, we want to give thanks to God that nobody was injured on the plane um, at LaGuardia that Mike Pence was in earlier this week. Uh, that was good because that plane was really close to actually going onto a highway. So it was good that they were able to stop the plane uh, from, from that happening. Um, but just as my voice is about toast after just over an hour and a half, I noticed Donald Trump's voice is fading on him. Um, the candidates, they, they put their heart and soul into this. And it doesn't matter if they're running for, for city council or they're running for the president of the United States. It is hard to run as a political candidate. And we need to give them some grace. And um, they're going to make missteps. They're going to say things that don't make sense to us. Um, and, but I can tell you on the Republican ticket, their hearts are all hearts of gold, and they really love this country, and they really care about the direction of this country. So when they talk about being conservative, they're talking about conserving what our country was founded upon. So please pray for them and pray for their protection out there and, and even pray for those that you don't like on the other side uh, for, for their safety as well. And as I always like to sign off, Robin, on my live feeds is uh, – Make sure that you tell your loved ones that you love them, especially if you haven't talked to them for a while or if you're separated from your, if you haven't talked to your parents for a while or your children for a while, pick up the phone and say, I love you. Even if there's been an argument that severed that relationship, family is so important. And please make sure that you're kind to a stranger and give them a smile. Um, we never know what people are going through. And sometimes it's just a smile to let people know that they matter. And my name is Joe Ray Perkins, for those of you that don't know me. And on the other side, that those of you on Facebook can't hear, is my good friend Robin Simmons from Springfield. And Robin has KRBN Radio. All right. And that was uh, Joe Ray Perkins. And this was a simulcast feed with uh, Facebook and Joe Ray. And I hope you enjoyed the, the program. If you'd like to see more of these, please uh, send us an email, talk at krbnradio.net. And uh, we'll have more of these in the future. Same if you have any questions for Joe Ray. Uh, again, join us on Facebook or, again, send us an email at krbnradio.net. And check out all of our other shows, and we'll see you next time. Oh, oh, oh.